Welcome to Hockey Night in New York, where Islanders hockey is always top shelf. Whether you got your start as a dynasty veteran, a Millbury survivor, or you were born into the Church of Trots, Hockey Night in New York is your home for all things Isles. Now, here are your eclectic hosts, Sean Cuthbert and, and Michael Christian Carver. Arnold. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Sunday, February 20th, 2022. Coming at you live from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. A very special edition of Hockey Night New York coming at you. Mr. Michael Carver hey, hey, hey. from Isle Seed Podcast and Sports Grid joining me tonight, filling in for the lackadaisical Christian Arnold. I was I was going to say to you, you got, you know, eclectic in the open there. Yeah. You don't have that every week when Christian's here, right? Oh, no, yeah, that's part of the oh, intro. All right. Every oh, week. Fine. Okay. Every week. Well, you know, <laughs> maybe you should do eclectic with you. And then, mm. like, have something else for him. Other versions. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll yeah, work yeah, on yeah, that. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. it. Already giving us some input. Yeah, Love it. Go. There we got go. John Bucci Gross coming <laughs> up to join us from ESPN. Going to have a lot of fun tonight. Thanks a lot for joining us after, I guess, what you would call another rough day in the, in the life of, of the New York Islanders. A, a lot of reality to uh, check into tonight. But before yeah. we get into that... I want to remind you all that we are proud to be presented by R.J. Daniels American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center. It is the best place to catch the aisles when you can't be at the game. Head on down for great food and drink specials, plenty of HD TVs, and in-game sound. Also happy to be sponsored by Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip, and UBS Arena at Belmont. They're an official partner of the New York Islanders. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com. For all their great offerings, also happy to be sponsored by Thai Technology, a voice over IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. If you're tired of dealing with long hold times and the impersonal service of companies like Spectrum, Optimum, and Verizon, give Thai Technology a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And of course, happy to be sponsored by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, creator of the Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations at the Isles Brand New Arena at UBS Arena and even more distributors across the country from coast to coast. You can also visit the Tap Room at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay seven days a week to sample all their fantastic beverages and, of course, don't forget, get your questions in if you're in the chat for the questions brewing segment. If you could, get them in later on just before we're doing the show when I cue you guys because I don't have Christian here to go through the chat. See, during the breaks, he, oh, Christian would go through the chat job. to line that's up the That's what he does? One of his many, many eclectic jobs, yes. So wow. I didn't want to burden you with that. So if you guys could, just wow, try to look. remember to bring your questions towards the uh, end of the show when we do the segment. That way we'll get your questions to you. Mikey will help, you, help me answer your questions. So with all of that out of the way, the Isles lost to the Sabres 6-3. They did. They beat the Bruins convincingly, 4-1. to Convincingly. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'd and then And then today, Good third period. the uh, Martin St. Louis Montreal Canadiens come into town. They're and getting uh, they beat the <laughs> Blues getting the, Well, they beat the Blues the other night. Yeah, uh, by home. comparison. Big overtime win with Caulfield getting the winner. And then today, another win for Montreal. Yeah, a little 3-2 shootout victory. Yeah. Brought in the Hamburglar, first start in just under two years. I was like 10. So it was about 10 years since he played. <laughs> it does feel really, like Really, two time. years it's been since Hammond was in there. Yeah. Wow. Gets a win. Uh, good for him. So what do you see, MC? What do I see? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, look, it's been, a, it's been a while since I've gotten to uh, really give my thoughts on, on the squad here this year. Please, let's hear it. Um, look, I, I just feel like 
we know how the start of the season went. Yeah. They got a little screwed in terms of scheduling. Sure. They got a little screwed in terms of COVID. Also, yes. And then I and then it's really kind of snowballed uh since then to where <laughs> Yeah, I have just to agree. never really got anything going. Right. And I like I saw you even but I was like, yeah, you gotta put the nail in the coffin. The nail's been in the coffin for weeks. Like, let's just be fair here. The nail's been in the coffin for weeks. There was a point maybe in early to mid-January where you could have looked around and said, ah, eh, you know what? Real right. hot, rip off 14 out of 16, <laughs> right. you know, get points in, which they've done the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, they've had stretches like that in the yeah. last two seasons right? where they go 14 games without, you know, getting a point or 16 out of 17. They've, they've had that before. Sure. Uh, they weren't getting that this year. It's just it – just, when one thing starts, another thing doesn't happen. They haven't played as a cohesive unit all year. They've been a little bit softer, I feel like, this year. There's just been a lot of things. Compartmentalize that with how the season started, and they got their COVID when the league didn't want to cancel games for COVID. <laughs> right. And, and, and yeah. you just throw it all into one big pot. Right. And this season's just completely lost. I mean, you just forget about it now. It's, yeah, it's it's, it's it's toast. It's yeah. toast, unfortunately. And and that's just the reality of the situation. We're not going to sugarcoat it here. And that's just the that's the situation. But, I mean, it's just been one thing after another. We, we've talked about it many times on this show. But, but the issue that I see and, and why it's been toast for a little while, and, and you try to hang on to that hope. But, yeah, you try. But something we've talked about here on the show is they, they've struggled so hard to beat playoff teams, right? And they uh. did just do that against Boston. But they've been very good up until recently beating the non-playoff teams. But, mm-hmm. but here's the issue. Even if they won today, let's say they found that third goal. Let's say they won in the shootout. The fact, the way that they've been beating most of these lesser teams in the league, the tooth and nail, they've been scratching oh, and clawing. These, they're not, they're not I mean, winning five nothing. Maybe games a four one win against Ottawa a couple of weeks ago. Maybe one here, maybe one there. But a, a lot of these games have been tight, it's, and they uh, just barely get out with the win. So I mean, how how much encouragement does that really show? I, I kind of thought going into this season that you know you just came off two years where a lot of things went right, and they made it to the last four two years in a row. Now, I hear a lot of the asterisk stuff when I've brought this up the last couple of weeks. Sure. Well, two years ago, they weren't even making it until there was a bubble and they got put in and this team's built for the playoffs. Last year, they only played their division. They know those teams so well. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. They were in the last four of the last two years. All right? It, it is what it is. They were there. Yeah. I thought it was going to take a lot for them to get back to that point. Playing a full season. Mm-hmm. Just the breaks, you know, they, so many things have to go right for you to get to that point. Right. And to get there three years in a row, three seasons in a row, is mm-hmm. very difficult to do. Now, I didn't think it would be uh, off-the-road uh, train wreck type of stuff that it's become this year. Right. But the breaks didn't go for them early. Some things went wrong. Some guys got hurt. A lot of guys out of the lineup. And even when they get the whole crew back together, it just hasn't fit like it has the last couple of years. And then you can start to nitpick about other things. Well, they didn't really make any moves in the offseason. They brought in two extremely old players to kind of add to their group. You know, they re-signed this guy. Blah, blah, blah. So now you can nitpick a little bit more because the season is over. And you have to now turn your attention to the deadline a different way than you've looked at it the last couple of years. Yeah, for sure. And we're definitely going to dive into the trade deadline. But a narrative that's kind of built on this show uh, that Christian's kind of been pushing Mm. for a little while is kind of questioning whether this team is a regular season team. Everybody talks about what a playoff team they are, but you got to win enough games to get in, right? 
And he cited the fact that over the past couple of years of Barry Trotz at the helm, how they've kind of backed into the playoffs. They, they had some bad runs where they lost mm-hmm. a decent amount of games over a long stretch of time. Where, again, you kind of go to that devil's advocate thing you were talking about with the shortened season. You know, they got in. Like, they were almost, they were saved by the season being cut off not too long ago. So, is there more strength to that talk now where maybe this is a team that Lou needs to find a way to build it so that they can endure an 82-game season? The team's built for the playoffs. It's that simple. That's what this team is built for. But you have to get there. Right. And, you know, when, when you put some of the pieces that you have this year... It just hasn't gone well. Now, if you took this team as present right now and you dropped them in a seven-game series against, yeah, the Penguins or the Bruins mm-hmm. or the Carolina Hurricanes, I think you'd give them a fair shot to win the seven-game series. Sure. I, I actually, as bad as they you. have played, right. in spots like that, they're good. But the regular season grind, they are not, good. They are not built for that. And you need to find, seems that way. You need to find what ingredients you're missing to make the team sustainable over 82, and winning round after round after round in the playoffs. It's a very tricky final. It's very weird because you say, that team wins playoff series, but they're not good in the regular season. It's different animals. It's different coaching ways. It's just different systems and different, you know, things that they do. So uh, it's tough, but I agree with Christian. Uh, The team's built for the playoffs, but you got to get there. You got to get there. You got to get there. So with that in mind, I mean, we're going to break for for Bucci-Gras in a little bit here, but we can start talking about the trade deadline. And I wanted to ask you, now that it seems like – the Island, if anything, the Islanders are going to be sellers now. Do you do you see or or are, want them to go on, selling? on a group? <laughs> right. What are you selling? So the question is: aggressive sellers, tinker here and there. I mean, are you looking for a full scale? You know, everybody's on the on the yard sale type of thing. Are you just looking for a retool here? Because I think, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the core of this team can still have a, a basis for a bounce back next year if they do the right thing. But what are your thoughts I there? think that you can still build this team over the next two or three years to be a contender okay. in the playoffs with a lot of the pieces that they have, obviously with 13, with, with Matt Barzell at the top, with Anders Lee, with Brock Nelson, with J.G. Pajot. You know, you mix a lot of these guys in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that there's a core there of okay. guys that you can work with and build around. Um, they swung and missed uh, with, with the with the Parisi and Chara thing. Now, I, I I couldn't believe it. I don't know why everybody was doing cartwheels and handstands when they signed <laughs> Stano Chara. I, I, I just, I mean, he's 100 years old. It was I the under- nostalgia. I, I, was I the get nostalgia. it was the nostalgia, but yeah. it was it was silly is what it was. Yeah. It just, as great as the nostalgia was, he's an old man out there. And sure enough, uh, now you're... 50, 60 games into the season, and everybody uh, feels the same way. So there you go. And and with that in mind, what do you think it is about Barry Trotz and his staff that insists on keep putting him in there? The guy hasn't sat yet. Well, this is where now, with a couple weeks to go in the season, two months, this is where decisions need to be made, mm-hmm. all right? This is where Barry and Lou and Lane Lambert, and they all got to get in the same room and go, listen, guys, season's over. Let's all readily admit that. It's hard to do that. Sure. But you have to sit in that room and go, this is what we need to focus on these last two months. I need to see what this guy, this guy, and this guy can do. We're done with this guy. I mean, even if you flip Chara to a, a contender for, you know, honestly, we used to make this joke all the time, a bag of pucks. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Sure. You just need him cleared out so that you can play some guys in the farm, whatever you want to do. You want to give out a little more look. You want to, you know, you want to give all these guys a little bit more look. Right. And that way you know, are these guys that we can count on next year for our core group as we try to do this thing again. That's yeah. what you need to do. That includes Wallstrom, too. Which is, you know, look, 
it is what it is. Um, you, Wallstrom and Bell should play every single game the rest of the season. There's just there's just at, for, there's absolutely no reason for. And I love Barry. I said this the other day on Twitter. Yeah. Barry Trotz could be the coach of the Islanders until the day he dies. Until the day he doesn't want to coach coach hockey anymore. We've done all the nonsense. The Sterlings and the Scott <laughs> Gordons and all these jokers. I don't need to get rid of Barry Trotz. But he's got to, you know, whatever his problem is with playing some of these guys or whoever's got the problem with it. Right. They got to move that to the side a little bit here over these next two months because you got to yeah. find out if these guys can play. Get, get Shara his games played record, right? Some kind what, of defensive record. Is he going I think for some dopey record? Is that like what's that? going yeah, on Yeah, I think so. Get him out. Get, I, I get, him out. get him out. I don't need to see him anymore. Well, I mean, I don't. I, I, I don't think we're going to see him beyond April. I, look, I think uh, that's safe and, to and, say. and as much as it, it, you know, it, it hurts to say it. Uh, it's time to break up the party on the fourth line too. It's just it's time to break up the party. I yeah, mean, that's I, I, imminent. Not not so much with Casey. Casey's going to have to find a couple other guys he can play yeah. with. Yeah, know, going forward, it's just. I'm, I'm looking forward to talking more about that, but folks, we've got a break. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in to twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and, of course, your favorite podcast providers. We're going to take a break. When we come back, John Buchigras of ESPN will be joining us. It's a new Islander season, and you've got a great spot to catch all the action. RJ Daniels American Barn Grill in Rockville Center. Inside the bar or the heated outdoor patio, you won't miss any of the excitement on their wall-to-wall big-screen TVs and in-game sound. Enjoy it all with delicious food, drinks, and plenty of specials in a lively atmosphere staffed by the friendliest folks around. RJ Daniels is in the heart of Rockville Center at 279A Sunrise Highway, just steps from the train station. So come on down. Watch the boys in blue and orange continue their quest for Lord Stanley with your fellow Islander diehards. And when the game's not on, stop by for a great meal and a great time seven days a week. Hang for the late night bar scene or book a party or catering for any occasion. Call 516-536-6258 to make reservations and go to rjdaniels.com to check out the menu. RJ Daniels American Bar and Grill. Your home for New York Islanders hockey. Customer service is the backbone of any great business, and reliable telecommunication is essential to keeping your client base happy. Introducing Thai Technology, a low-cost, flexible internet phone service founded on the idea that every customer deserves exceptional service while providing simple setup and management and easy integration to clients across the country. Thai Technology will not only create a custom solution tailored to your specific needs, but will partner with you to provide a competitive edge to you and your clients. And if you need support, you won't be routed to an automated call center in another country, you'll get a live representative that had a personal hand in building your account. So Islander fans, if your business is looking for a change from companies like Spectrum, Verizon, or Optimum, Thai Technology is offering three free months of service for any of its affordable packages. Just call 516-856-7800. That's 516-856-7800. Or visit them on the web at thaitechnology.com. That's Thai, T-I-E, technology.com. Thai Technology, the right choice for your internet phone service. Hope you enjoyed the ads. Now let's get back to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Michael Carver. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are now listening to On the Line, brought to you by Thai Technology. And joining us from ESPN, the great John Bucci Gross. Join us, John. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? 
Is this the Arizona Coyotes podcast? What's going on? Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what? That's fair. I'll Let's take it. That's, pick a, it good, up, that's a good Let's shot from Butchie That's right a fair there. dig. A good shot from Butchie. That's a I fair like dig. It. We're going to have to talk to the, uh, the pay producer. Our bill. you got to pay your bills, boys. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, John, now that we got you, first thing I wanted Ew. to start with here with you on the show is you got to be one of the happiest individuals getting the NHL back in the mix at, at NHL. Uh, sorry, DSPN. Uh, plenty of hockey coverage. You're calling games now. Just start off with telling us how it feels to have the, the league back in the mix. Yeah, it's not all about me, but it's all about me for me. And, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm real happy. And, yeah, it's, every day is Christmas. It really is. I'm like a little kid anyway most of the time. So, Certainly to be able to call NHL games on television is just mind blowing for me. Um, so, you know, to travel the country and to work with different analysts and be part of a hockey family and uh, host a show as well in the afternoon on Thursdays, the point just to be back in the mix and see players and coaches back at the rink. And it's really, really, really fun. It's uh, came just at the right time and I'm having a blast. And you got to be happy because now you can bust out the you know the top level jackets out of the closet, John. I mean that's the best part. You bust out the top level stuff now. Now that you're back traveling city to city, arena to arena, it's great to see. Let's talk about this Islander team. How shocked are you that going into the year, coming off of two straight appearances in the Final Four, everybody's picking the Islanders to go to the Stanley Cup Final, Islanders to win the cup, and sure enough. Something's not their fault. Something's very much their fault. Here we are. We sit in the middle of February, and the Islanders, man, way, way, way out of the mix here, Butchie. Yeah, it happens. You know, obviously the, the road trip and the injuries and the bad start, and then it just, yeah, it just never quite happened. And uh, it is, you know, pretty shocking. I didn't have them going to the finals, but certainly some people did, and certainly had them making the playoffs. And and uh, they seemed like they were a team that had good veteran mix and goaltending and obviously coaching. It seemed like they had the whole thing. Um, but, you know, this is a weird league, and it doesn't take much. You, you know, it's, it's such an even league because of the hard salary cap that it doesn't take much for a team to stumble a little bit and other teams to be better than we thought a little bit. And that, that kind of happens every year. We have the elite, the elite, but we kind of thought the Islanders were part of that elite, kind of, you know, like the Toronto, the Panthers, the Lightning, the Bruins, the teams that we really thought we could bet our mortgage that they were going to make the playoffs. But, yeah, so it really is a probably the biggest surprise of the season this year yeah no question about it John and, and with that in mind just thinking about them as, as what we all thought might have been one of the elite teams going in just before you came on we were kind of starting to write the eulogy for for the Islanders this season and and talk about the trade deadline and what they might do there do you think this is a team who has to blow things up or do you think that they have a, a core there where maybe they just tinker around with it a little bit, bring in, you know, let some of the, I guess, quote unquote, dead weight go and, and maybe just bring in some guys that can compliment guys like Matt Barzal, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pollock, Ilya Sorokin. What do you think there? Yeah, it is interesting, isn't it? It's kind of a tough decision. What do you do here? Cause they're, you know, they're getting guys who are getting close to 30 there's not a lot of high-level talent outside of Barzell in terms of you know a younger-ish player, uh, so it's it is tough. It's a tough decision for Lamarillo and the gang to try to figure out. You know, knowing him, he'll just kind of you know maybe make a move here, make a move there. He's not afraid to be bold, so you never know. He may do like a big blockbuster trade in the offseason that you know involving you know someone like you know Bovillier and and maybe even a defenseman, and maybe a, a number one or a high draft pick they just had recently, or maybe the number one that they have. And You, know, you never know. You may go try to get a, a younger-ish stud again, uh, at a team that has cap issues and, or even a free agent. Who knows? You know, 
clear cap room and go for a Forsberg. Like he might do that. Um, especially lose age. He, he's not here to rebuild, but you know, he's, no. he's here to win now. Right. So it would be interesting. If some of those UFAs are coming up. Will he try to clear enough space and go after, you know, those kinds of big fish that are coming around the bend here, hurdle, Forsberg, guys like that. One of those things you need to compete in those situations, John, of course, is goaltending. Now, we've seen the Islanders transition this year where it was Semyon Varlamov's team a year ago, now more the white whale, Ilya Sorokin, <laughs> taking the reins for the Isles. What you've seen of Sorokin this year? Is this a guy you consider going to be one of the eh, top five, top ten goalies in this league for the next five to seven years that the Islanders are going to be able to rely on? Well, if, well, if that's the case, that'd be a good thing. You know, goaltending sometimes kind of like middle relief and baseball like you know you never know year to year um you know when a team's gonna have a good relief core then they bring the same guys back the next year they're not very good like goaltending is kind of like that it's hard to predict it's up and down so yeah you know i think i think they're happy with that and they know they're you know it's, it's, again it's a gamble every year goaltending. um so you, you just don't know so i think they'll go with them and you know the biggest key for them is the rest of the team do they have enough team speed are they di- are they dynamic enough on the back end? Um, you know, getting younger in certain situations, especially again, especially on the back end. Um, you know, that that's got to be a focus. Play with more pace and um, and just you know maybe just chalk it up to a bad year. You know, that's another thing too. Maybe they won't do a lot of changes and just start from scratch and try again. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Interesting to see. We're talking to John Bucciagrass of ESPN on the line, brought to you by Talk Technology. And just to broaden it out to the rest of the league, John, you talk about the elite teams here. Now that we're just a little over halfway through the season, do you have any kind of favorites now as far as who you think are bound for those later rounds in the playoffs, uh, maybe even a cup favorite or two? Yeah, it's kind of funny. I kind of think about this today. Is, you know, There's these different levels, right? Like you see um, you know, people, are, I know they're kind of big on the Penguins, but when the Penguins play the Hurricanes, like the Hurricanes seem to be just a notch above the Penguins. Mm-hmm. And then when the Hurricanes play the Panthers, the Panthers seem to be just a notch above the Hurricanes. <laughs> you know, so, so that's where trade deadline is so important to some of these teams like the Penguins and the Hurricanes. You're trying to move up a notch. Because to me, the, you know, Colorado and Florida and even Tampa, mm-hmm. obviously they've won two in a row. They have four Hall of Famers. But I'm still not sure about that, you know, the third and fourth line, if that's enough over a two-month playoff. But you probably have to include them there. So, you know, Tampa, Florida, Colorado, to me, they're kind of the big three. And then you go down to that Carolina, Toronto, you know, Pittsburgh, like we said, how much will Vegas can deal with, with Eichel now? And if everybody's healthy on that team and they get going, they certainly could be a threat. So, uh, so it, it's going to be really, really interesting, uh, really interesting to see that. So I think there's different levels, like I said, and the trade deadline that could change. The team could maybe bump up a little bit of a level. Yeah, John, we know how hard it is to win twice in a row, let alone three times, which is what Tampa's going to try to pull off this year. But I, I think there's a difference when you're playing in the regular season and all the sandpaper and the grit that they lost off of that team from the past couple of years. I think once we get into the playoffs, that's maybe when we're going to finally see the effects of that with Tampa Bay. Not so much now, but in the playoffs, the Yanni Gords, all those guys they lost on the, on the third and fourth line, that's when it's going to affect the Lightning. Right, and certainly bring Corey Perry in. That was part of that, you know, to have those grinding guys. But he doesn't play at the pace those guys play at. Um, you know, Maroon and Perry, those kinds of guys around the net. But playing with pace and grit, that's a big thing. So that's why they're kind of relying, you know, on Kachuk and, and Radish and those new guys. You know, and they've got to hope that it kind of work out. But, you know, Ross Colton is better this year. He's a bigger threat. Um, so that's kind of like a plus for them. But, 
I am kind of curious to see, like you, are, will they be part of the deadline and try to get a couple guys like that? Legs, gritty legs that are younger that can really play with pace if they're in a long series with Toronto or Florida, um, you know, teams that can really go. Um, and uh, so that, that I, I agree. I think there's something there. They say they're going to kind of sit still, but you never know with them. Every year they go for it because uh, they know they're in that cup window with, uh, with goalies. The goalie they have, Hedman and Kucherov. I mean, Stamkos looks great this year. So yeah. that's why I really think, think they're a threat. The Stammer's better. Colton's better. Kucherov is back. Hedman's playing better now than he did last year. He was an average defenseman. Now he's back to a lead. Yeah, they got an unbelievable squad down there. And I just wanted to pivot to uh, the Olympics here. Obviously, the men's and women's tournaments are now over. You have that big rivalry with the U.S. and Canada. Uh, Canada taking the gold there. And Finland winning their first gold medal in the men's tournament. Did you get a chance to, to watch the Olympic hockey? And if so, did you enjoy the men's side of it without the NHL players in there? Did you still find yourself interested? And Did you enjoy the quality of play that they brought to the table? Not really. Like I, you know, it, it was you know, it, it's not, if you're looking for the best of the best, it's not Olympic hockey, you know. Right. And uh, so I like watching the college guys, you know, guys I've been watching all year, future players, and uh, and how they might, you know, how might they do and kind of experience. You know, Matty Beniers for Team USA with Michigan, who Seattle took number two overall. That's probably a great experience for him. Now he comes back to college, and he can kind of take some of that experience playing with older against older men maybe picked up a few tricks of the trade and the few practices they had and, and he can come back and maybe even, you know, be better in college the rest of the way. So in, as the NCAA tournament is around the corner than the frozen four in Boston this year, which I'll be a, a part of again. So that, that was the only part for me that really interested me were the college kids that were playing. Yeah, it was a tough watch, let's be honest. <laughs> it was a very, yeah. very tough watch uh, to watch those guys. All right, Butch, even though the Islanders have now moved uh, well down Hempstead Turnpike, to UBS, when you come into town and we're looking for the chicken parm, there we go. I know you're still heading over to Vincent's Clam Bar over by the Coliseum. I know that that's still the spot for you for the uh, you know the the Fred Flintstone size <laughs> chicken parm that they got over there. Are you in, still in for that or what? Yeah, is that the place I went to last time I was there? I think I, think I, so. I tweeted out a picture. Yeah, yep. yeah that, so. that place was. Yeah, that was dope. That was uh, that was a good time. I was, <laughs> I, 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 I was there with the owner Ledecky. We were chilling out having some parm. And, um, so yeah, so, you know, that, that was really cool. Uh, awesome place. We were kind of in the, uh, kind of like in that temporary big garage thing they put in there that I assume maybe they'll keep now, but it was really good. And they kept just bringing more and more food. Uh, so it was really cool, but yeah, that, that was outstanding and I really enjoyed it. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm always looking for, you know, new places for Parm. So if I get back on the, I don't think I have any more Islander games this year, but certainly hopefully next year I'll be back. <laughs> Not a surprise there. Well, well John, as a, as a follow-up to that, and being the, the chicken parm expert that you are, uh, obviously seeing all your, your critiques on, on, on Twitter and whatnot, which is fantastic, but what actually makes a top-notch chicken parm? Well, I mean, you know, it starts with the cutlet. You have, a, have to have a good piece of chicken. And usually, like, when I'm cooking it, like, I know right away, this is a good piece of chicken. Or, you know, same with fish or steak. You can tell before you cook it, that it's a good, you know, cutlet or piece or uh, or whatever or fillet. Like so it really starts there, and then from there it's just really, you know, obviously not overcooking it. You don't want to overcook chicken, um, for sure. And then it's just having enough sauce and cheese. Like sometimes people just are kind of they're kind of lacking on the sauce and cheese. You just having a chicken tender if you're doing that, you know. I mean, you gotta get the marinara on there. Let that cheese melt all over the place. Rub it on your chest if you want to. I mean, there should be leftover cheese. You know, it's like come on, people. We only live once. Let's do it right. 
Yes, yes, no doubt about it. Well, John, we can't thank you enough for joining us tonight. Really appreciate your time. Apologies for the uh, the mishaps in the beginning, but we got you on. Really appreciate Love it. it. And uh, hope you enjoy the rest of your night. Thank you so much. I will. Thanks so much, boys. Thanks for loving hockey. I love you. All righty. Take care. That was the great Mr. John Bucigras of ESPN joining us for a little spot there, there talking some miles, talking some Olympics, talking some NHL talking at large, parm. and talking Come on. chicken parm. Now, you're a big chicken parm I guy. I like chicken parm, yeah. Yeah, I uh, believe. The Vincent's Clam Bars in the, is a top five, top ten chicken parm. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's there. Now, it's, I don't know if it's still the case now, but I know in the past, like, Vincent's was a go-to spot for Islanders. Like, they used oh, to go there well, all the time. No question. I don't uh, know if that's still uh, well, a look, situation. Uh, I think it is still a situation because they yeah. clearly still uh, practice over there at Eisenhower. So that's sure. still, they're still practicing still there. Nice place to swing over for lunch after they get done. Yeah. You know, so I do think that guy's still over there. But, I mean, we've heard the stories of guys in the past, I mean, eating there for lunch every single day. Uh, you know, rookies staying at the Marriott. They're going over to Vincent's every day having some lunch. So sure. it's always been a, a mainstay for Islander <laughs> players here. Yeah, it's true. All right, so let's pick it up. We were talking a little trade deadline now, obviously, they want to get a little younger, a little quicker. I mean, you're talking nice. about breaking up the fourth line. That's where we left off. Yes. And I had thought that that fourth line was was at its end previous to this season. Yeah. I did. But I think this is it. I think this is it. And it looks like, it seems like Cal Clutterbuck is the guy who makes the most sense to maybe unload him at, at the deadline for a team who's looking for that kind of, you know, grinded out sort of player. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe he's a the guy they finally part with because, look, that line's not getting any younger. And they've had Ross Johnston waiting in the wings here for years, so maybe you finally see a little change there when you already have Martin Sezikis locked up for a couple more years. I think that of the limited options that you have to actually gain a couple of assets, Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to get big assets for somebody like Cal Clutterbuck, but for the chance to get some assets moving into the future, uh, he could provide something for, hey, look, I just said it, a team like Tampa, that lost yeah. all their sandpaper yeah. off of that team yeah. because they had to start paying. You know, you can't pay everybody. Right. And those guys, you can't pay Gordon. You can't pay uh, all the Coleman and all these other guys that they had to let go. I'm not saying that Cal's on the level of those guys, but he's a guy that maybe can slide into their fourth line and be the type of player that Tampa's picked up over the last few years that will score maybe a couple big goals in the playoffs and have a, you know, Cal. No, listen, it makes sense. And, How and do you feel the, about but that? But here's the other thing that he has. <laughs> A lot of playoff games under his belt the last couple of years. And teams like Florida, who haven't been there. Teams like Colorado, mm-hmm. who's very much a question mark for me. I don't care anymore that Colorado goes and beats everybody 8-1 to one in the regular season. Sure. doesn't matter to me because they lose in the playoffs It's kind of like year. Toronto West, right? It is kind of like Toronto West. Yeah. They need guys like Cal Clark. Look, they got plenty of guys who could score in Colorado. They don't need, you know, they don't. Right. They need guys who are physical, mm-hmm. guys who know what playoff hockey is about, guys who have been in some battles, and that's where a guy like that could be useful for right. some of these teams that don't have a lot of playoff experience or going deep in the playoffs on them. So that's the kind of guy that I would look to uh, maybe try to make. No, it makes sense to me. And, and another name who's come up here on this show as far as the deadline goes, Varlamov, you think he's, they yeah, finally I mean, cut the cord there and give Sorokin why, the reins? Why keep him? Okay. What, are you, what, are you, what, are you, what are you gaining at this point? They're not going on a playoff uh, run. You don't, not, you, don't, you, don't playoffs you don't need them. You don't need them right now, and maybe somebody else does. And I think that that's just the situation that you need to be in right now yeah. where if there is anybody that you can get anything for that isn't 
maybe you know a really useful piece to try to get this thing going again next year. Mm-hmm. You have to absolutely listen to it and get on the table. And according to uh, Mel Armenia twenty two in the chat, Joe Sackick was at the game today. Yeah, it doesn't surprise well, me. scouting because listen, teams are going to be interested if the Islanders are selling pieces. They know that just not just Cal, all these guys have played big playoff minutes over the last yeah. two years. And I'll tell you, I know some fans will love it, some fans will hate it. Uh, I'd put Bailey in the conversation as well. I was just going to ask you, so, do you think there's any maybe surprise candidates that I, might be on the block look, here that Lou might be willing to unload? I, I think we know what it came. I think it was either him or Everly in the expansion, and we saw yeah. what happened there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that if somebody wants to add him, and listen, this is a business at the end of the day, and as much as you want to see guys play their entire careers for one team and blah, 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 at the end of the day, you can get something for him, you know? Some people will be happy. Some people will be mad. Of course. It'll of course. split the fan base highly, but you got to do it sometimes. You just have to do it. No, I'm with you. And just from a, a pure, I suppose, cold-hearted standpoint, mm. I think if you can get something for them to, to kind of get that retool going, because they're going to need more. They're going to need assets in order oh, to yeah. bring other guys back in, right? They're going to need draft picks. They've unloaded some now over the last couple of years, right. bringing in Pajot, bringing in Paul Mary, whomever else. So that's something you have to look at, even if you have some sort of sentimental attachment to a player like Josh Bailey, who's been yeah. with the team for a long time. Yeah. You know, you have you even have people talking about putting a banner up in the rafters. Now, yeah, I'm not on that train. Not, I don't. But, uh, but I, I've I, seen I don't it like, out there. I don't like giving guys uh, Just, video. I don't like giving guys video tributes, let alone <laughs> giving them banners. So. Just for playing on the team for a long time. I don't, I don't understand well, it. Well, look, uh, you can't have these conversations until you officially close the book on a guy. Agreed. If Great. he did, let's say he's an Islander for another three or four years, he plays his, uh, and, he, and he's, you know, uh, second all time on the, in yeah. some category or fifth all time, and it's yeah. like he's got a bunch of top five records in the team. Right? Maybe they do end up finally, you know, lifting the brass ring. You know, then you <laughs> then you have then you have a discussion about it. Sure. If it was tomorrow, ah, uh, this the discussion's easy. It's a no. Uh, I mean, it's I'm just, with it, you there. That, that's just I. That's just the, I'm. I'm extremely picky with this stuff. No, I'm with. I you. don't want anybody and, up there. And we don't have the it. time to dive deep into it. But you look at the the history that this team has. You look at the names that are already up in the rafter, and you have to kind of uh, look use that yeah, as a bar. I mean, oh. look, it's not like you got to wait till the next four or four cup dynasty to throw throw a number no. up there. But there has to be some kind of threshold. Well, right, because look, what the guys that are up there now were part of something that, in my opinion, isn't going to be done again. Maybe not just no, in the NHL, never. but in sports, right. period. No. Um, so I, I, I'm talking in, all, in everything. Yeah. MLB, NFL. Sure. I, I don't think anybody's winning four championships in a row in this day and age of free agency and guys getting paid. I just don't think that stuff's happening anymore. That I agree with team you. did isn't going to be done again. No. But you're right. The guys that are up there were part of an extremely special situation and group. And the bar for whoever the next person's going to be is going to be a little bit lower. And, and, you know, take guys like Josh Bailey or Anders Lee, for example. Anders Lee ends up playing his entire career for the Islanders. Right. And maybe he's in the top ten in goal score. Who knows? You know, you got yeah, to try to... It's a whole other podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you can't have the talk until the book is closed. Yeah, Because sure. there's too many what-ifs. There's too many what-ifs. I agree with you. So what do you say we move on to what's on tap? What is on that? tap? Let's, we're going to find gotta, out. They got to play more games? They, they have a lot more games to go. And now, yeah. it's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill.
That's right, folks. It's time for What's on Tap, brought to you by RJ Daniels. And yes, Mikey, not only do they have more games to play, they have four coming up this week. Jeez. And it's all on the road, heading out west. Yeah. So, yeah, the pain train is still on the tracks. Oh, there's a pain train, all right. Tuesday in Seattle, maybe a little revenge there, maybe not. Tuesday in San Jose against the Sharks. Saturday, they play the late-night game, 10.30 start here on the East against the LA Kings. And then back-to-back on Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. That's an 8.30 start here on the East Coast. What do you make of that West Coast swing, buddy? What do you think? Um, Well, (laughs) these are historically... Especially after today. These are historically extremely tough contests to stay up for. Right? I, I mean, just... You know, in general, it's just like, man, I mean, they're dropping the puck at 10.15 or they're dropping the puck at 10.35, 10.40 like this. I got work in the morning. But, you know, the team's playing so well. I got to be there for them. This year, team sucks, and you got a bunch of games at 10 o'clock at night. There's going to be a lot of people who are putting their head on the pillow before the puck even hits the ice. And I don't blame them one second with the way that this team has played this year. Head in the pillow, maybe tidy up the room. Now, (laughs) I think that some people will be uh, in the mix uh, for Seattle on Tuesday night. Probably a lot of people haven't watched a game in that arena yet. Right. Uh, The climate-controlled, whatever the hell they call that place. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) And they got like a dual scoreboard situation going on there. Yeah, which, I mean, mean, uh, those are both off. Those are, by the way, climate pledge arena. Those uh, scoreboards are both off-center, by the way. Well, extremely. (laughs) Both scoreboards are off-centered one way. Well, yeah, that's fine, but they're not in the middle of the ice. No. That used to be a major problem. Yeah, that, but that, I guess when there's two of them, you get away with it because uh, that's okay then. Yeah, because so then you kind on of side. It's all right. Right. Yeah. yeah they they yeah. take off take up one half perhaps. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see on Tuesday. Uh, look, um, I, you can't expect uh, much going forward here. I'll say this: Seattle is is not a good team. Um, I think a lot of people had some high expectations for this team because of what Vegas did a few right. years ago. Right. Not the case here. Mm-hmm. They I, Honestly, I thought that they made an awful decision making Francis the guy that run that team. Interesting. Um, I think that he, the way that he took did, handled the expansion draft was awful. Uh, I think By comparison, I think team, absolutely. I, I just, he did it a different way. Yeah. Vegas went for some names. Yep. Needed some star power. Seattle went for uh, charts and graphs. Let's just let's just and call it. Made ideas. little to no deals. I yeah, mean, Vegas little, was willing to no deal, and he's done nothing. I mean, and there were players out there, impact players that Seattle could have had, whether it was Tarasenko and right. others that they just left on the side. Josh Bailey. I mean, Carey Price, Tarasenko. Now Carey Price is having his own problems this year. We understand that. Yes, he's yes. not playing. Period. Of course, but. There was guys out there that could have made a major impact on Seattle, and they chose yeah. not to do it. Team sucks. Islanders have a chance for a win there on Tuesday. Uh, Sharks have played okay. The Islanders never win in San Jose. They never win in Los Angeles. The Ducks, have been, they were playing well, and now mm-hmm. they've been in a little bit of a Back funk. Back down to earth, yeah. Kings have played really well, too. Right. Kings have been a very good team. It's a tough trip. Yeah. Very tough trip. And I know this isn't part of what's on tap, but then they got to go to Colorado to finish it after that. You know, that's just... Yeah. yeah, it's 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 not it's not a good go here. The road, this is part of road, this is part of just another yeah. circumstance of things that kind of got thrown on the pile with the Islander season. Right, it's just the way that this makeup schedule in February got thrown together, where they, they had to do to the three weeks. Off? They had to do the Western Canadian trip, where they normally would be off. A couple home games, right back out west to do all the West Coast stuff to make up. Like it's just. It's just another another nickel you can throw on the on the bucket. That's it. No, I'm with you. And speaking of Sunday against the Anaheim Ducks. Ooh, what do you got? Want to remind you guys, viewing party at RJ Daniels wow. in Rockville Center. That's right. Tony Stabile 
will be filling <laughs> in for Christian Arnold. Right. Yeah, Christian Arnold, you know what? He he, uh, he starts covering the Brooklyn Nets, and he's, he just starts big-dogging me, you know? I mean, well, two look, weeks vacation, you gotta, whatever. You got to give the guy a break. No, he's a he's, he's a good fellow. A don't good don't tell him I said that. But no, he man. well deserved time off. So Christian won't be uh, won't be around next week. So Tony Stabile's Tony gonna fill Stabile. in. Tony Stabile, Tony Stabile, legend. Back in the saddle. Maybe you'll show up. Maybe you'll come down. I, uh, look, it's a Sunday night. Yeah, tough. Uh, yeah. Eight thirty. If it was a nine thirty face off, I might have a better you put shot. The kids to bed. Yeah, man, I got it. Uh, <laughs> and with now my weeknights are just completely shot. So I've got to spend like a little bit of time. Okay, well, don't uh, rule it putting out. Putting everybody. Yeah, I'm not going to rule it out. Okay. In fact, Saturday night at 10:30 is actually probably better <laughs> than Sunday night at, at yeah, 8:30. Yeah, we, we couldn't do the uh, the Saturday but, show. Well, so. I thought, hey, you yeah. know, look, yeah. uh, I'd rather go out and have fun than watch the Islanders on Saturday night. Okay, if I had the chance to do that. So. All right. So, so big viewing party Sunday for the Ducks game. We'll probably get started with the show around seven o'clock. We're gonna have uh, there's actually a lot of games on that day, so we're gonna get started with the drink and food specials at four p.m. Ooh. on Sunday at RJ's because we got some games starting there. I believe the the four o'clock game is the the Jets and the Coyotes. You got Penguins Jackets going on. You have the Canucks Rangers, and then of course the Islanders and the Ducks coming on at eight thirty, where we will have the sound on, of course, and the great Chris Botta from Hockey Press Pass. Ooh. We'll be in-house. How about that? Hanging out with us. So he'll be jumping on the show, too. So we'll be talking plenty of aisles. Uh, our friends at Drive for Five will be coming down to hang out as well. And, of course, we'll have the 50-50 going. Uh, plenty of prizes and raffles, as we always do. So regardless of all the negativity <laughs> that we started this show with, we're still going to have a lot of fun next week. Come down, hang out with us, talk some hockey. We'll have a lot of fun. All, this, all the big screen TVs will have plenty of hockey on. And uh, it'll be a good time. So come on down, RJ Daniels, next Sunday night. Lots of fun there. And, of course, we'll, we'll uh, keep you updated on the details on social media. So, folks. That was What's on Tap, brought to you by RJ Daniels, American Bar and Grill. That's right. We have just over 15 minutes to go, so we're going to jump right in. To a break here, then we'll go ah. to Hero of the Week. So, folks, once again, want to thank you so much for hanging out with us here at twitch.tv slash Hockey Night NY and your favorite podcast providers. We will be right back. You have a lot of choices when it comes to great beer, and Oyster Bay Brewing Company provides the best Long Island has to offer. Oyster Bay Brewing Company is dedicated to producing the highest quality beer while staying true to their nautical history on the Gold Coast of Long Island. They're the creators of the renowned Barn Rocker Session Ale, available at 12 locations in the Islanders' brand new home, UBS Arena. And because Oyster Bay has increased distribution across the country, you can grab your Barn Rocker from Carolina to California if you're following the team on the road. Here at home, the tap room on 36 Audrey Avenue is open seven days a week, with indoor and outdoor seating so you can experience their smooth honey ale, savory IPA, or gluten-free hard seltzers right in historic Oyster Bay. You can also shop online at OysterBayBrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or have your order shipped anywhere in New York. And if you use coupon code HNINY at checkout, you'll get 15% off. Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Hey Islander fans, you already know Blue Line Deli and Bagels is the best place to get your game day meal. And now, you can get it at the game. Blue Line Deli and Bagels is proud to be featured in the brand new UBS Arena for all Islander games and live events as an official partner of the New York Islanders. 
Blue Line is also moving beyond Belmont, opening its doors at 217 Carlton Avenue in East Islip. So whether it's at the Islanders' new home, East Islip, or at the flagship deli at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, all three locations are eager to greet you with their familiar, friendly service and the best food around. So stop on in for delicious Bagel Boss bagels, hearty breakfast favorites, tasty hockey-themed heroes, freshly made smoothies, and so much more. And remember, you can always check out the menu and order online at bluelinedeli.com. Blue Line Deli and Bagels. Our goal is to make you a hero. Ladies and gentlemen, when you hear this song, that means it's time for the Hero of the Week, brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero. And in celebration of having Michael Carver here on the show, the White Whale is your Half Price Hero of the Week, coined by the man Mr. Carver here. That features chicken cutlet, gravy, onion rings, bacon, fresh mozzarella on a toasted garlic hero. Get it for half price all week starting tomorrow. That is Monday through next week. We'll announce a brand new half-off hero. Stop on in. Mention Hockey Night in New York for half-off the White Whale. White Whale. So, MC, with that in mind, who is your hero of the week? Man, there's uh, there's so many people to choose from. Uh, for the hero of the week this week. Sure. Um, geez, I uh, lost. They won. They lost. Yeah. Uh, I think the only real heroes for the Islander country this week are probably the bartenders at UBS Arena. Is that right? Yeah, I'm going to give it to those people. Uh, right the there. people slinging drinks at UBS. There you go. <laughs> uh, though That is who I will go with uh, this week because, let's be honest, nobody on the team deserves recognition I'm going with the people that actually serve uh, the fresh beverages over at UBS. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Rough crowd. Yeah. Now, you've been in the building. Do you have a, a drink of choice over there? I mean, it's sponsored by Heineken. They're the, they're the big dogs oh, they're there. They're everywhere. Right. You, you got all their, all their products can't in there. Miss you, them. you got a favorite? Oh, look. I always at the Owls games like Labatt Blues. Labatt so Blues. That's always strong. You know, when I've, and they got, the, of course, the tall boy. They got the tall yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. Four ounce cans. I mean, that's that's more awesome. Have you tried the, the Arizona but, Sunrise? Uh, no, I didn't. I have not it's tried fantastic. that. Now, yeah. I'll tell you, though, I, as much as I like the Labatt uh, cans, okay. I do like. Uh, getting the draft beer there because they've got those great cups. I mean, the cups are just... Aluminum, yeah. probably? Th- they're aces. Yeah. Those yeah. cups are unbelievable. Take them home. So, but the people the serving the drinks, they're the hero of the week because let's be honest, nobody on this team, uh, they're the hero of the year, to be quite honest with you. They got, a, the they got a half a year to go. The hero of the year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. That's how good of a job they've done this Hats year. Off, hats off to yeah. the bartending staff yeah. at UBS Arena because I, I have a feeling they're going to be pouring a lot more drinks as uh, as the season well, goes yeah. on here, uh, there's yeah. no question about that. Yeah, it'd be, yeah. It'd be really pouring them down. All right. Well, I went a little more traditional. Oh, did you with sure. the hero? I sure. did. I did. Sure. And and the only game you can really look at is that game against the Bruins. You know, not sure. only did they win, they did a good job, four to one. But one guy who led the charge there was one Noah Dobson. Oh, he had the game Noah. winner. He had an assist. We've been talking about the sh- about him on the show recently. Kind of mm. his his emergence here with the team, kind of taking over. There I mean, has been an emergence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, he has what twenty two points, twenty twenty two points at the at the halfway mark. If he stays on that pace, you're talking about maybe a forty point season for Noah Dobson. Yeah, hey, I mean, uh, at least there'll be a couple of bright rays of sunshine <laughs> in this season. Got to right? reach for something here. <laughs> you certainly do. Silver lining, uh, forty plus point season for Noah Dobson. That's. 
And we're grasping. We're reaching, but <laughs> we we've, we found something. Yeah. It's not a lot. There's not a lot of positives. I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to be, you know, the Grim Reaper around here, but there just hasn't been a lot of, uh, you're here to talk reality. A lot of positives. We're, we're, let's be fair. We're, we're realists here at Hockey Night New York. So we, we, we try to keep it real. And, you know, we kept the optimism going for a while. We did. I hang on, I hung on for a long time. But look, it's, it's, it's just staring us right in the face now. Yeah. It is what it is. I, I mean, I think that people got a little too hung up on, well, they're, well, they're 18 points back. And then this way, but was like, don't, don't waste your time. Looking at standings, I was, and this was a month ago. I was saying this. I mean, now you don't have yeah. to waste your time even watching the games, but um, don't even waste your time looking at standings. It doesn't matter. It, you'll know if the teams in the mix or not by how they play. Don't worry about what other teams are doing. Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Sure. It, and the Islanders in the last month since I, I made that kind of claim, um, they've given you a reason not to worry about it anymore. You don't have to worry about the other teams or the Islanders themselves. They've made that uh, very clear here for the stretch run. Yeah, and it's just, look, it's not inspiring. It's just not. Well, I I think that that's the thing that kind of lights up the most. Uh, You know, because since January 1st, I I honestly, it's hard for me to get on them for everything that went on in October, November, and December. Of course. I I just feel like they were put on several levels in a very, very tough situation to get off to a good start this Mm -hmm. season. Mm Mm-hmm. From January 1st on, it's been a little bit of a different story, and I just haven't seen the same fire, the same toughness, um, the same defensive effort that we've seen from this team in the past. Is that a product of the first three months were such a tough grind for them that Mm -hmm. a lot of guys, maybe the, you know, the wheel got broken a little bit. Mm -hmm. You also had that was that also intertwined with when Barry was out of the mix for a little while. You know, they all come back, and then he's out. Nothing against Lane Lambert, who I think Not is going to be a great head coach in this yeah. league. But, you know, it's just every time it looked like you were about to get back on track, something else went wrong. And now, in the past, like, three or four weeks, now they just suck. I mean, they're just not playing well. They've had enough time and chance now to oh, show look, us whether or not the, they, they were going to They play the same amount of games back. as everybody else. Right. You all play 82. Right. All right? So, yeah. at the end of the day... That's what you're judged on. Yeah. Judged on the whole 82. Yeah. It's just the, the way that it goes. It's true. Well, folks, that was the Hero of the Week segment brought to you by the Blue Line Deli and Bagels Half Price Hero. Once again, the white whale coined by Mr. Yeah, Carver you know, it, I got to tell you, I don't Please. get... Um, <laughs> I really should have, uh, you know, I was told I should have uh, trademarked that because people just use it left and right now. It's everywhere. I mean, white whale is just... Uh, right? I mean, I got... You got everybody using yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, Sports Illustrated, ESPN articles, NBC tweets. Is that right? NBC tweets it. Like, there's, there's been, uh, it's been used on several uh, fronts. Buddy, uh, that, that uh, is yours. Uh, I mean, you I, have the claim. I, I'm well aware. Make no mistake oh, about it. Oh, White Whale's all me. Uh, when it comes to <laughs> Ilya Sorokin. There's <laughs> no true. question about that. I remember. I, I, I didn't even get to, uh, you know, the White Whale, the sandwich at Donald. I gave Donald the business. Letter. I didn't even get to pick what was on the White Whale. He had like a contest. He let a fan pick what was on the White Whale sandwich. Well, it just so happens. we. Now, I love point. Donald. <laughs> He's a great man. I love Donald. He's a great man. So Might have to have a chat. Might have to have a but chat. But here's the thing. I, I would have that sandwich either way. Okay. So you haven't good, yet. I, I have not had the white one. I wasn't going to put you on the spot, but you said no, I was going to ask I, No, I haven't had it. Okay. I haven't had it. Now, right. I, I've been out to, of course, Blue Line several times, but it's usually very sure. early in the morning. Right. 
Not and time for a, a white. Not really whale. time, but you right. know what I could do is the next time I if I make an early in the morning trip to Blue Line, yeah, I could maybe also get something for lunch and there you go, bag on. it up, take it home. Yeah, I could do something like that. Save it for later. So that's something that I'm going to have to work on going forward. Okay. I like it. Yeah. All right. So once again, folks, the white whale, your blue line deli and bagels, half price hero. Step on in there all week at half price. Mention Hockey Night New York. Great stuff. So we got just under 10 minutes to go. So we got to run right in to the questions brewing segment. Oh, let's go. Brand new intro for that. Here we go. Oh, I got to hear this. It's time for questions brewing. Whoa. Brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. That's right, folks. It's time for Questions Brewing. Brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company. Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. Mike, I'm going to start you off right here. T-Boyle13 wants to know, do you see Scarich being ready for next season? With all this talk about perhaps trading off Semyon Varlamov. Uh... Probably not. They'll go with a. They'll go with somebody. They'll sign some hack off the street uh, to, to go with Sorokin. <laughs> I, okay. I'm not, yeah, that, that's what they'll do. Maybe they'll like sign, a Thomas Grice reclamation project. Hey, hey, you know, bring him back. I mean, what did he? Oh sign, no, a I don't two mean year literally. Deal? Thomas no, Grice. Uh, was it a two year deal in Detroit? I mean, or maybe uh, I, I thought it was four. Ah, you know what? They did yeah, give him quite a few anywhere. dollars. Yeah. But it's going to be somebody like that. You're at the point now, especially after this season, where Sorokin's going to play. And look, you could go. You know what? You could go either way with this. Sorokin's going to play sixty-five percent of the games. You know, going yeah. going forward, make give or take. So you either go with the steady veteran hand uh, to caddy him, or I'll the tell you young what, guy. If yeah. no, not to cut you off, but if they are looking to deal Varlamov, they're going to get him into into some games before this deadline. Show him off a little bit. Not that they don't know what he brings to the table, <sighs> look, but I, 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 yeah. Well, look, at this point, who cares? Yeah, play him. What's the difference? <laughs> right. like, what are you playing for? Right, you're not going for, Yeah. It's, it's not true. like it matters. Yeah. He'll play some true. games on this trip. They have a back-to-back Saturday and Sunday in right. L.A. and Anaheim. Mm-hmm. He'll play one of those games. And, true. Uh, he will get dealt. I firmly believe that. Because you can it's never... It's looking warm. Why wouldn't you? can never you have enough goals. I love pending. him. I think he's great. I, I think he's great, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I think he's a he's shown that... Because he, he stayed healthy the last two years, which is the biggest thing. And he's shown that he could perform in the playoffs... Teams know that. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be either... Uh, there's not too many teams in the playoff position right now mm-hmm. where I think you know he'd go right in and start for them. Mm-hmm. But you need to have that backup option. I mean, you look at Colorado two years ago, they were on like their fifth goalie in the right. bubble. Right. You, you need to be... Now he's not going back to Colorado. We know that that's, that, sh- that ship has sailed. Probably not going to have a lot about Colorado. Yeah. Although they could use another goaltender. Yeah. But uh, I think there'll be a team that definitely brings him in. I agree with you. I agree with you. Andremi13 wants to know, do you see Goudreau hitting the market and Lou being an aggressive player for him? Also, do you think Bavillier gets traded for a puck-moving D-man? I think that if, if there's anybody on this team right now who in the offseason could be traded for another similar age type of asset, it is Anthony Bavillier. I'm sorry. Uh, he's out of chances with me. Uh, just so Wow. You know, I'm willing now to... Go ahead and no, I'm not giving him away for nothing. Yeah, I need a I need a a solid age, you know, same age type of player, the puck moving defenseman that you're talking about, okay. another winger or a center. Okay. I need somebody comparable to do it. But there's too much inconsistency with me over an 82 game season. We just talked about it earlier in this show, right? I also need to find a way to make sure the 82 games get them now get them to the postseason. He's way too inconsistent in that 82 games that I'd be willing to uh, set sail with it, get him out of here. 
Okay, okay. I wonder if that's a sell low kind of situation, but I hear what you're saying. Um, here. Well, off of off of his regular season, it probably is going to be. It's kind of what I'm let's saying. be fair. Yeah, you know. All right, moving on. Mike four six five two co wants to know: We're a little further into the season, and our playoff hopes are dim. That's being nice. Dim. What does Lou do with Barry's contract? <laughs> does he extend him over the summer, or wait and see? I think we're I think we're talking about the wrong guy. I think what are we doing with Lou? Ooh, <laughs> I think we're talking Ooh, about the wrong tell guy. Tell me more, Michael. Well, I, I think that we need to... What's the succession plan? Actually, CGS 878 uh, said what happens if Lou retires, so let's tie it what's, together here. What's the succession plan here? Like, I mean, I, personally, I don't love the whole uh, my son's going to be the general manager route. I'm not the biggest fan of that. Um, right. I think that, I think that if you're... I, I'm not ready to run Lou, Lou out of here. Okay. I, I'm willing to let him, and I know I'm in the minority on this, I'm willing to let him have one more offseason here okay. with this group. Okay. Because I, I just am, and we'll see how it goes. But I also think that ownership needs to talk to him and specifically get into how much longer are you doing this? What's our plan beyond you? Because mm. he is 78. I mean, he He's is up, up there. there, and yeah. he does want to win right now. But we need to know what the plan is. Down the road. Now, as far as Barry goes, I'm I'm sorry. You Lifetime Barry, contract. I don't please. care. He, yeah. Barry stay here forever. I I'm don't with care. You there. And I know people don't like that Barry doesn't play young guys and he wants to play veterans and all right. that. I'm sorry. I, I don't. You want Steve Sterling back or the, or the 20, uh, 23 version of Steve Sterling? I don't. I don't want it. <laughs> I want Barry Trotz as the coach. Uh, no, I'm with you there 100. percent CGS878 also wants to know, is Varley back from Canada yet? Do we know that? Uh, I saw he got back yesterday. I believe somebody tweeted this today. He's back from Canada, but he's still not eligible to play. I don't know, the dopey rules that they have. <laughs> the dopey rules. Yeah, like, it's just it's nonsense. All right, well, we're, we're just up, up against that 8 o'clock spot, so we got to get going. But uh, thank you so much for uh, throwing the questions out there for the questions brewing segment. And, Mikey, thanks for taking the reins yeah, there. Answering some fun. questions. It's been a while. Yeah. Got to talk some Islanders. Absolutely. Back in the mix, that baby. Week's questions oh! brought to you by Oyster Bay Brewing Company, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. I like it. That's right, Long Island's Gold Coast Brewery. So, folks, with that, we're going to wrap it up here. Huge thanks to John Bucigras of ESPN, and of course, a monumental thanks to the man, the myth, the legend, Mikey Carver, yes. here for filling in for Christian Arnold. Uh, of Sports Grid of ILC Podcast. Yes. And, buddy, uh, moving up on uh, Sirius, yes. huh? What's going Sir- on? Sirius XM, uh, Channel 159, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern. There Every you have night. it, folks. Let's go. Check them out. So, folks, want to send a huge thanks out to R.J. Daniels, American Bar and Grill, located at 279A Sunrise Highway in Rockville Center, the best place to catch the aisles when you can make to the game. And don't just go for the aisles. They have live music, comedy nights, trivia, a late-night bar scene. They have it all. Big thanks to Blue Line Deli and Bagels, located at 719 West Jericho Turnpike in Huntington, an official partner of the New York Islanders and the greatest deli around. Yes. Check out the menu at bluelinedeli.com for their great selections and hockey-themed heroes. And a huge thanks to Ty Technology, a voiceover IP company providing phone services for businesses across the country. Check them out at tietechnology.com for all your telecom needs or give them a call at 516-856-7800 for three free months of service. And, of course, a big thanks to Oyster Bay Brewing Company located at 36 Audrey Avenue in Oyster Bay. You can order their great beers and merchandise at oysterbaybrewing.com for curbside pickup, local delivery, or shipping anywhere in New York. And get 15% off with coupon code H-N-I-N-Y. 
Thanks once again to all you out there for tuning in. And of course, Mikey, where can everybody follow you on the social? At CarverHigh underscore. There on you Twitter. have it. Yes. You can also also follow the absent Christian Arnold at C underscore Arnold. The absent zero one. Follow Good luck myself. on the road test, buddy. <laughs> Good luck. Follow myself at Shawnee Hockey. Follow the show at Hockey Night NY on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We'll see you next week at RJ Daniels yeah. MC. Let's go. Let's go. We'll see you next time, folks. Thanks a lot.